Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to part two of everything you need to know about cystic pancreatic lesions. In the first part of these two-part lecture, we spoke a bit about IPMNs, some of the challenges, how we manage those patients. We also spoke about serous cystadenomas, the importance of being able to make the right diagnosis in what is a very confusing lesion because of its many appearances. And also the fact with serous cystadenomas, since we can recognize the benign lesions, how important it is to make the diagnosis, but sometimes how challenging it is. And one of the things we confuse it with is MCNs, or mucinocystic neoplasms of the pancreas. Now, MCNs are kind of good in the sense that you can recognize them for many reasons. One, typically it's female in the fourth and fifth decade of life. Spen tumors are teenagers, early 20s, MCNs are women in their 40s and 50s. It's usually located in the body of the pancreas or body tail junction. There is typically no communication with the pancreatic duct, unlike IPMNs, but occasionally they can obstruct the pancreatic duct. The cysts are usually large and less than six cysts are present. They can have stroma, which are ovarian type stroma. The key features, smooth external contour, relatively thick enhancing wall. And when they have a thick wall, you're worried about malignancy. Now all MCNs are considered at a minimum pre-malignant, so all will be resected. You can have calcifications, particularly coarse calcifications in the periphery of the lesion, and you can have thick septations or nodularity, which would surely suggest high-grade dysplasia. So here's a nice example of a cystic lesion, and you see the septations. That's not going to be confused with a cirrhosis adenoma or an IPMN. A cystic lesion, body of the pancreas, 40-year-old, that's an MCN. You can see it a bit better on the 3D coronals, those multiple thin septations, some haziness. Again, my first differential is MCN. And here it is, another patient. Again, the septations very nicely shown on the cinematic rendering. And again, with the thickened septations, you would worry about malignancy regardless of the lesion. Truthfully, if you thought about this being an IPMN, which would be less likely, but perhaps in the differential, those thickened septations would make you sample or resect because you would be highly concerned this would be a mucinous tumor, IPMN, with dysplasia, possibly high-grade dysplasia. Another classic example, cystic lesion, body of pancreas, Again, you see the septations. Let me just go back a bit and point it out a little bit more. Septations, some soft tissue nodularity. That's the classic appearance. Now, one problem we do have that we can't really, at this point, do a great job on is looking at an MCN and saying whether it's low grade or high grade or moderate grade dysplasia. But at the end of the day, they're all gonna be resected, so perhaps it doesn't matter. This one had low grade dysplasia, but you can see the septations, a little bit of a soft tissue density, just a beautiful example of an MCN. And again, coronal views I do find helpful. You see a bit the thickened wall, but the septations are particularly nicely shown. Another example here, thickened wall, multiple septations, no dilated pancreatic duct. This one's a bit more challenging because you really don't appreciate septations. This one is easy to call an IPMN. Perhaps you also might consider an oligocystic serous cystadenoma, 
Not a bad location, but this was an MCN as well. So just to make the point that it's not going to be as easy as I showed you in the first three or four cases, not every MCN is going to have septations. And again, this has a big differential diagnosis, so in a sense is very challenging. These uh, MCNs can be very large. You could see at about 3 o'clock the solid components, so you'd be worried about a high-grade uh, uh, dysplasia or malignancy. Large cystic lesion solid component. You also, in the venous phase imaging, when I narrow the windows, very nicely see the septations. You would not be considering cirrhosis adenoma here because of the solid components. So I think this one, you've got to go with mucinous. Even if you didn't come up with a diagnosis, you would say cystic lesion solid component. It needs to be resected because I'm worried about malignancy. Here's the targeted view, those ovarian stroma, very nicely shown. And this was an MCN with high-grade dysplasia. Now, when you look at cystic pancreatic lesions, um, we also need to consider many things, as we dis discussed in the beginning. Things like age and sex are helpful. We talked about some of that when we look at lesions. But there's a lesion we often don't call that is not uncommon, and that's a cystic neuroendocrine tumor. Now, with neuroendocrine tumors, we typically think about a solid mass that's very vascular, ranging from 1 to 8 or 10 centimeters, but it's hypervascular. But neuroendocrine tumors can also be cystic, but they have an enhancing rim. Now, some cystic lesions like MCN or even occasionally cirrhosis adenomas can have a rim to them, but their rims are not very vigorously enhancing. So with cystic neuroendocrine tumors, there's a hypervascular halo seen both arterial and venous. Obviously, you can get liver metastasis that are vascular, but that, of course, makes it very easy. You can have a clinical history of an endocrinopathy, though that's pretty rare. About 25% are associated with MEN syndromes, but again, it's pretty rare. Cystic neuroendocrine tumors always or almost always demonstrate the presence of either a peripheral rind of hypervascular enhancing solid tissue or alternatively hyperenhancing mural nodularity along the margins of the cyst. But it's much different than the appearance of MCN. It's much different than cirrhosis adenoma. So you really can make the diagnosis. It is challenging at times. If you only have venous phase imaging, you may not really appreciate the enhancement as much as if you had arterial phase, which is why when we evaluate pancreatic cystic lesions, we always do dual phase imaging. So it is somewhat challenging, but I think you usually can at least suggest it. Nice example here, cystic lesion tail of pancreas, hyperenhancing rim. I guess you still could have considered it an MCN, but in either case, it would be resected. Again, the solid component, the enhancing rim, the enhancement in this case is not 100% circumferential to the same degree, but whatever this is, you know it's coming out, and this was a cystic neuroendocrine tumor. They can be smaller. Here you look quickly and you say, this looks like a cystic lesion, could it be an MCN, an IPMN, a funny cirrhosis adenoma. When you look more carefully, in 3D especially, and you change the windows, now you really appreciate the rim enhancement. And that's not the appearance of an MCN or an IPMN. That's the appearance of a cystic neuroendocrine tumor, and you can make the diagnosis. 
They can be larger, again, large cystic lesion. Again, we know the differential at this point, but this was a cystic neuroendocrine tumor. So again, something you need to consider. If you resect these lesions, typically you can cure the patient in most cases. Just a beautiful example of that enhancing rim. They can be very large. Look at this one in the head of the pancreas. Large cystic lesion, you gotta be thinking neuroendocrine tumor because of the solid components, but it can be a little bit tricky. It can be something you can have a problem with, but very, very classic appearance, very nicely shown in this example, the patient's cystic neuroendocrine tumor. Here it is in the coronal view, just really, really a nice example with the solid mass, the cystic component. Now another lesion which can be cystic and solid, but the demographics are a big difference. Teenagers, early 20s, usually females, by a 10 to 1 ratio, those are spent tumors or solid and papillary epithelial neoplasms. They're typically benign, but about 10% can be malignant. With surgery, the survival is greater than 95%. They range in size. They can be very large. The average size is 5 centimeters, but they can be 10 or more centimeters. Solid and cystic components. Calcification, particularly coarse calcification, is very common and occurs in more than a third of cases. And the lesion is more common in the tail of the pancreas, but we do see plenty of lesions in the head of the pancreas as well. Here's an example of a spent tumor by the body tail junction that for the most part is cystic. Very nicely shown on the 3D map as well. Here's another one which is projecting off the tail of the pancreas, kind of soft tissue density. But if I tell you the patient's 20, you're not gonna be thinking about serous dysdenomas or any other lesion. It's a spend tumor till proven otherwise. And I think I've given you a, a whole lecture on spend tumors. And if I haven't, I will give you one because we do see not an unreasonable number of these cases. So that becomes very, very important to us. Here's another example of a spent tumor in the head of the pancreas. It's bilobed, it has septations, it has calcifications. Again, you can go through a long differential, but the age is indeed very helpful. Spent tumors, I mentioned, typically have coarse calcifications around the side and periphery, but they can be central. And in this case, you can see why this spend could be confused with a serous cystadenoma. And they can be very large. Look at this large complex lesion. Again, you're thinking serous cystadenoma, you're thinking MCN. The age will push you toward a spend. And you can see in this case, the spend has some cystic component, but it's mainly solid. So spend tumors are really what I would call a great mimicker because they can be confused with carcinoma. Again, age will help, but they can look solid. The last thing I'll mention is lymphoepithelial cysts. They're more common in men, typically in the 50s to 70s, often incidental, and typically are just incidental findings, but occasionally have abdominal pain. They can be multilocular, bilocular, or unilocular, and size can range from a couple centimeters to over 13 centimeters. They're typically low density. One of the challenges, they often appear peripancreatic. They're benign lesions with no chance of malignancy. They can be misdiagnosed as cystic lesions arising from the mesentery, like mesenteric cysts, 
or cysts arising from other organs. So it's an important diagnosis. If you recognize them, they're leave-alone lesions. So again, it's kind of a good case. They can be confused, I mentioned, with pseudocysts, though usually it's a lower density. They often measure like minus 10. They can be confused with lymphangiomas. So it's an important diagnosis. Here's a nice example by the tail of the pancreas. Almost looks like a pseudocyst. But again, you could consider MCN or cirrocyst adenoma. You can see on the coronal view, it kind of lobular to the pancreas. It really is, for the most part, exophytic. Just a beautiful example. Very nicely shown on the 3D mapping as well. And here it is on the cinematic. So lymphoepithelial cysts are unrecognized often. They're not thought about. So it's an important diagnosis. And in the future, I'll show you some more cases. So let me summarize. Cystic pancreatic neoplasms represent a range of pathologic entities with varied appearances, and in some cases, IPMNs, controversial management. There's considerable overlap in CT imaging appearance or even MR appearance of the different entities. However, sometimes there are classic appearances from MCN to cirrocyst adenoma. And of course, with cirrocyst adenoma, you can avoid surgery in many of the cases. As I've showed you, 3D mapping can be very helpful, looking at the septations, looking at the borders, looking at rim enhancement, and so it can help guide surgical management or conservative management. And many lesions require surgical resection due to diagnostic uncertainty with the concern of the malignant potential. And again, lesions over three sonomias are particularly concerning, but we are developing ways of hopefully not operating on patients who don't need surgery. And again, demographics is important. Think SPEN, younger patients. Think MCN, 40 to 50-year-old women. So if you see a cystic lesion body of pancreas in a 40 to 50-year-old male, yes, it could be an MCN, but 10 to 1, that's more common in women, and so you would think about things differently. So with that, I thank everybody for their attention, and have a great day. If you like this video, make sure to subscribe to the CTSS YouTube channel. You can also visit us at ctss.com for even more videos, plus quizzes, pearls, protocols, and oh so much more. We're also in the App Store and have well over a dozen apps for iPhone and iPad, all completely free. Thanks for watching.